The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guests and hosts. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Yo, hey there. Welcome to another fun, exciting edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I'm your host, Lenny. It is a fun and exciting podcast because it is Blue Falcon Court, I think three, maybe four, not sure. We're going to go with three because I don't keep track of things very well. I've got two cases for you, uh, some buddy fucking in the first case, and in the second case, a lively debate about my favorite topic, the hokey pokey. I think you guys will enjoy it. It was a lot of fucking fun recording this. They're always really fun to record. I think they're the funniest episodes personally, so I'm always open for these. doesn't have to be full-on crazy Blue Falcon stuff. It can be cheeky and fun. It's a good time, so if you want to be on this, round up your buddy, tell him you have a dispute, and we'll fucking solve it here on this shitty podcast. Real quick, I just wanted to note, there will be polls associated with this podcast. The easiest way to do it, I think, is on Instagram, so look for the story post. Uh, a couple days after the podcast comes out. So this podcast comes out on a Sunday, and the polls will be on Instagram on Wednesday afternoon. So look for those the following Wednesday. But I'm going to set a poll up on the podcast. So I think on Spotify you'll be able to see the poll, and you should be able to make multiple selections. And if you can't, then I fucked it up. But there will be some voting with this. Just keep that in mind going forward before we get into this very fucking poorly made podcast huge big awesome thanks to our good friends over at officerprivacy.com they make these podcasts possible they're longtime supporters of the podcast i cannot thank them enough for allowing me to do this i also cannot thank them enough for protecting my privacy it's in the name officer privacy Obviously, I use bogus names on here. I'm not really Lenny. Hopefully, that doesn't break anybody's hearts here. I value just being able to be a regular person. I don't want people finding me out. I don't want people finding my identity. But let's be honest. Somebody could, from my old apartment, out me. Somebody in my life could out me. That's that's a potential. But guess what? I have officer privacy if I'm outed which hopefully never happens, I don't have to worry about people coming to my door. I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody listens to something I said on a podcast two years ago and gets upset about it and CNN's at my door. 
Is that going to actually probably happen? I don't know. But I like having the ability to protect myself. I also want to point out to you guys on the job, it doesn't have to be some crazy incident. It could just be some guy you arrested didn't like your services and they look up your information and now you have a situation where you have some asshole at your house. I can't speak to you guys enough on how important I think this is. I think this is a fantastic service. I hope everybody listens to the podcast. You've signed up because it is important to me. I hope you guys are taking this seriously. That's my good friends over at officerprivacy.com. All right. I've been babbling for a minute. Let's play some music for you. How about seconds to say, and I'll be right back. Welcome to, I think, episode three of the Blue Falcon Court, spanning all the seasons of the Poorly Made Police podcast. And coincidentally, the first thing I'm recording for season four, but I don't know when it's coming out. I have for you guys the case of Twat Waffle versus Salty Balls. Before we get into the case, though, before we started recording, Salty Balls made an admission that it's not about this case that we need to fucking talk about because it's insane. And I have lots of questions. Salty balls. Tell me about fidget spinners. Yeah, so I received my department issued fidget spinner today from my lieutenant. Okay. With our agency name on the fidget spinner. And I'm currently playing with it right now. Are you a Gen Z, millennial, or Gen X? I think I would be classified as a millennial. Okay. Okay. Now, is this fidget spinner like something you would hand out to kids or is this for the officers to have? (laughs) I believe it is more geared towards community relations and the kids. However, the uh, LT was playing with one in the squad room and I was like, is that a fucking fidget spinner? And he just stared at me while it spinned. And then he leaves, comes back to the squad room and throws one at me and he's like... I see a little bit of myself in you. So here, you need this. What the fuck? (laughs) Law enforcement has reached a new low. Here's how how behind the curve law enforcement agencies are with community relations and why they shouldn't (laughs) even try. Fidget spinners are like three years old. I think that fad's yeah. over, right? That's done. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly haven't seen a fidget spinner in a long time. So I was that's that's why I was like taken back by it. But also because like this forty five year old man was playing with it and looked to be having the time of his life. So. I'm very glad that we had explained the situation first before you said a 45 year old man was playing with it and having the time of his life where there could have been some confusion. Well, so I thought about, I thought about like cruising through neighborhoods, you know, my, my sunglasses on window rolled down, just playing with the fidget spinner out the window, you know, just like, what's up kids. You know, but I don't know. It's kind of, 
It's a little much. All right. So I, I have a story to tell here about fidget spinners. And <laughs> I've poorly made police memes. The meme page, I think, God, I want to say it's four, five years old. It might be five years old coming up here. I, I have to look at the date, but I'm pretty sure I started in 18. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be five years old. I could be wrong. Nice. But nice. before I start, and, and again, five years old, okay. Before I really got into making memes on Facebook and stuff, I, I got my start, like any good department meme lord, making fun of other officers. And there <laughs> oh, was a absolutely. guy that had started that was very, even though I'm a millennial, he very much, you know, had the millennial vibe. And if he ever listens to this, he right. knows exactly who he is. And so <laughs> I would make memes about him playing with fidget spinners on calls and stuff. Even though it's something I ever did, or ne that's something I never saw him do, but it was funny because he was like, I always call him like a millennial cop and all this shit. And so the whole thing was like fidget spinners <laughs> and eating Tide Pods and shit. <laughs> and it reminded me of that meme. And fuck, I wish I could share it with y'all, but his face is on it, and that might be sounds know. sounds like sounds like we need a we need a new a poorly made police meme fidget spinner meme. We could just make poorly made police meme fidget spinners. How cool would that oh, be? God. Oh, I'd be down. Now, as much as I make fun of fidget spinners, I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, you know, I'm going through old stuff or, you know, helping the kids clean their room or whatever. And we come across one of those things that they haven't played with in years. I'm going to spin mm -hmm. it. I'm going oh, to yeah. fucking spin it and look at it and play with it for a couple minutes and then think I am almost 40 years old. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, well, so I started like spinning it and then I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I gotta stop. I, I kind of like this, but I don't want to like this. It's one of those things. It's like uh, you know the old joke, like uh, what's the what's the same about a moped and a fat chick? They're both fun to ride, <laughs> but you don't want your friends to see you riding them. You know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So add fidget spinner to that that list of things. Fun to do, but you don't want your friends 100%. to see you doing them. Fat chicks right. and fidget spinners, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, that could be like a clothing company, fat chicks and fidget it. spinners. Yeah. Yes, All right. Yes, absolutely. We need, we need to get we need to get on track here with the court case that the millions of listeners are waiting <laughs> to hear because they've been waiting a long time for a court case. And by the way, people, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I will fucking do these anytime because they're fucking fun. So anytime you have a dispute, let me know. We'll fucking record it. I'll throw it into an episode sometime down the line. That doesn't fucking matter. They're they're fun to do. We'll we'll make it work. So Anytime you have a workplace dis place dispute, let me handle it. That's that's really what I want to do in life right now is handle <laughs> people's workplace disputes. Okay. So sounds like a law firm. Yeah. Yeah. I could make some money off of that too. I mean, it's basically like Judge yeah. Judy. I mean, she had whole fucking life of doing that. I'm just handling blue oh, falcon yeah. disputes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that would be a fantastic Discovery Plus segment. You know what? I lied. I we're not ready to talk about the court case. We we have to talk about one more thing before the court case. <laughs> uh, we're not going to give away these boys' location, but they work in a state that has my favorite restaurant. I really should be getting paid as often as I talk about Brahms. I and Twat Waffle, we haven't heard from you a lot. It's been yeah. salty balls here with the fidget spinner. Twat <laughs> Waffle, let's start with you. Okay, am I insane with my love of Brahms? No, is it just not a, at all. a good place or is it fucking amazing? No, it's it's I think it's I think it's even above amazing to be very honest with you. Um 
that's most of my childhood memories have been at a Brahms. Yeah, they are. So that's where your weird uncle took you. Yep. In his in weird his band. uncles. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. multiple. Hey, two at once. Oh, why geez. not? <laughs> a, little, a little dark there. <laughs> Salt, salty balls. What, what are your thoughts yes, on Brahms? Uh, honestly, probably one of the better hamburgers that you can get um, around, honestly. And the ice cream is fantastic. Uh, yep. Rocky Road, all the way, baby. You know, for a fat guy, I'm not really into ice cream. So the ice cream doesn't <laughs> matter to me. The, the burgers are fucking great. And the fries yes, are fucking fries. Die for. Oh, mm, so yes. good, so good. I know, I know. The, the shake is just—it's just the cherry on top. Yeah. The uh, chicken strips and gravy is my. Oh yeah. And fries is okay. my go-to okay. every time. Okay. I see you. That doesn't sound bad. I I may have a trip to the Ozarks at some point in the end of the year. I'm gonna find a brown because oh, I have to. I'm jealous. So. Yeah. Jealous. All right, boys. Now. After fidget spinners and Brahms and trips with our uncles, we are ready for our court case. And just a friendly reminder, the way court works is the rules are all made up and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. But we're going to try and follow a normal court proceeding a little bit, right? We've already hashed out the preliminary hearings, all that good stuff. The motions are all taken care of. But the way this is going to start, uh, Twat Waffle is bringing the charges so he will act as the prosecution versus salty balls so this will be a case of twat waffle versus salty balls and he will open with his opening statement telling us about his case salty balls will tell us about why it's not a case and then we'll you know we'll get into the uh the actual trial and twat waffle and salty balls will testify have evidence maybe hopefully not evidence of salty balls they don't really want to see that and <laughs> i uh, we'll ask questions. They'll be able to do cross-examination. Then we'll have closing statements. And then I will make a ruling on who the Blue Falcon is. Before we get started, does anybody have any questions? No. Mm. no. Ready for That's battle. Good. Okay. I'm way unprepared, but I'm ready to go. Okay. Let's let the <laughs> battle begin here. Twat Waffle, opening statements. Present your case. Uh, your Honor. So... Uh, approximately, this has been an ongoing issue for approximately, oh, two years now. Um, on one very beautiful summer night, we got into a lengthy pursuit with a Durango Hellcat. I believe it's a Hellcat. Um, and as we are in this pursuit, we hop on the highway. Highway is empty, as are the roads. No one is around, nothing. Um, I have been putting out location all that good stuff. Um, as we are rounding the curve on this highway, um, we're still going quite fast. Um, I have gotten in their pocket. And if people know what that means, like I'm on them, I'm not leaving them. They're not getting away from me. And uh, sweaty balls comes over the radio and asked me for my speed. Um, in doing so, I put my speed out and my pursuit was terminated. I think we're done with this case already. But okay. <laughs> I told you, I, did, I really didn't have <laughs> All right. Salty balls. What's, uh, what's your version of events here? So, again, we were on midnight 
Catch gifts. We got a call from a individual who stated he was following his stolen Dodge Durango SRT. And we located that vehicle and the reporting party. We followed them through a couple neighborhoods. We activated our emergency lights and initiated a pursuit. The pursuit then took a, us to the highway. And I had lost Twat Waffle in the pursuit whenever, prior, just prior to getting on the highway. So he gets on the highway, gets going. I finally make it to the highway, get on the highway, and the curve that he is talking about on this highway is a pretty, pretty wide curve. And we're going. I round this curve, and I don't see him, his lights. I don't see the Durango. I don't see anything. So I thought, because there's a very quick exit that gets off right there. So I asked him, you know, hey, what's your speeds and where are you at? And he proceeds to tell me about 135 miles an hour and they were still northbound on this highway from the curve at that point the sergeant on duty then terminates the pursuit hmm. okay 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 twat waffle mm -hmm. yes your honor is there more to the story We'll 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 get into the uh, the trial part of it here. So we'll call that the opening statements. Again, this is fake and made up, and I'm not a very good judge. Twat waffle. Is there more to the story that wasn't in the opening statements that I, the judge, need to know about? Uh, Your Honor, no. I mean, we had gone. I mean, it was very lengthy. I think Salty Balls would agree that we probably um, had been going at it for about ten minutes. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, 10 minutes on a uh, major street. Again, everything was empty. It was a four-lane street uh, for about two, two, uh, 1.30 in the morning. Yep, about roughly. Okay. So I'll ask some now questions. We... Don't interrupt the judge. Sorry, Your Honor. Just kidding. Um... <laughs> Let me ask some questions, and you can do some cross-examination here. Okay, Salty Balls. So, yes, sir. Twat Waffle, the, so I remember right, this was a stolen car, and they saw their stolen car. Did they know the suspect? Uh, uh, no, they did not know the suspect, from what I okay. remember. Okay, it wasn't like my, my baby daddy stole the car or something like that. They just happened to see it driving by. Correct. Okay. Any mention of weapons? You know, was it a armed carjacking? Were there weapons left in the car when it was stolen? Salty Balls may have a better recollection of that than I do. But as I believe there were, the owner had supposedly left a gun in the car. Um, okay. At the time, we were going through a very rough couple of months of cars getting stolen with guns in them on them or becoming within the car so it was just kind of a safe bet at that time that we were assuming as usual that there was a gun in the car okay and and i know this was a couple of years ago but was 
the key were the keys left in the car was it like a puffer kind of thing or did they hotwire it do you know um i believe the keys were left in the car uh, it was a push button and they had gotten pretty far away from the house so if the keys weren't in it i believe um it would have shut off or something i can't remember quite what it was but the keys were in it as i recall okay salty balls real quick the questions that I just asked, do you remember mm-hmm. any of the details on that? So I don't recall anything about firearms, uh, but like Tall Waffle said, we always assume that there are firearms in the vehicle. Uh, usually these are these are teenagers who are breaking into cars and joy riding with the cars and committing more crimes in those cars. And then when they see us, they run for the hills. Um, the vehicle had not actually been entered into the National Crime Information Center at that time, so we were still trying to determine if this truly was a stolen vehicle running from us. Mm, okay. Mm. 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 The plot thickens <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Okay. This is actually a little muddier than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be an open and shut case. Okay. <laughs> Salty balls, do you? I'm sorry, what was that? Nothing, never mind. Go ahead, continue. Okay, uh, salty balls, (laughs) (laughs) salty balls, do you have any questions for Twat Waffle regarding this incident? Some cross examination. So, the fact that we did not have this vehicle entered into NCIC and confirmed stolen, were we actually chasing a stolen vehicle? Or were we just basically going off of reasonable suspicion that the reporting party believed this was his vehicle and it was stolen? As I recall, the reporting party, while we were in the pursuit, got with another officer who dipped out of the pursuit and showed him the paperwork for the car. And that's when he came over the radio and said, yes, this is a stolen vehicle. Did you confirm the tag was the correct tag? Um, I'm trying to think. I can't. I, I'm not going to answer because I can't remember. Come on, I man! Not a cop. The proper answer is I do not recall. Yeah, I do not recall. <laughs> okay. No further questions, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, do you have any more statements you would like to make, Twat Waffle? Uh, I would like to um introduce an exhibit. Okay. To the court. Um, following my pursuit, this would have been probably right at a year later. Um, Salty Balls also got into a pursuit with a car and also got to going the same speed and did not get terminated. He also Objection. did not know. <laughs> Objection. Yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah, that's mm. that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the first successful objection we've ever had in the Blue Falcon Court. Yes, that's right. Look at that. Even if you lose, you won. Okay. (laughs) Twat Waffle, here's your chance. Proceed with your case. Um, why? I mean, mean, I'm sorry, not Twat Waffle. You fucked up. You're done. I met yeah. uh, salty balls. <laughs> I get confused. Yeah. So are we still? Are we cross-examining still? No. This is your chance to uh, state your case. 
and why you're not a blue okay. falcon. Okay, Your Honor. At this time, I would request that we dismiss this case for a blue falcon because objection. <laughs> Let him fucking finish talking. <laughs> Overruled for now. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, we did not have a confirmation on the license plate that the vehicle that we were chasing was, in fact, the stolen vehicle that the reporting party stated it was. The reporting party just merely saw a vehicle that matched the description of his vehicle that he then followed and attempted to say was the stolen vehicle that he owned. Uh, Not only that, the speeds that that time seemed to be a little fast for safety. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Your department, and, and, and just for clarification, I'll go ahead and ask uh, um, Salty Balls here. Are you allowed to chase for speeders? We chase just about anything and everything. You run, okay. we chase. Okay, so the argument about the details of the chase and why you were chasing is kind of irrelevant because you are good to chase it normally, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay, so I will take that into consideration. I have hmm. a few more questions, but if you have more more things to say, I'll let, I'll let you speak first before I ask more questions. I'm I'm good. I'm yep. not talking to you, Twaggle. Go ahead. It's not your turn, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> see, see, see how he likes to dominate. <laughs> I dominate you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how how many how many have we caught uh, amongst each other from pursuits. We've been in a lot. I want to say I leave in, in the the catch to objection. Irrelevant. Getting away. Ratio. I agree. I You're agree. Saying- <laughs> I agree. This is not a dick measuring contest, gentlemen. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this, uh, salty balls. Mm-hmm. In your pursuit policy, is asking the speed something a supervisor should be doing? No, sir. Um. The per, the supervisor actually met with us after the pursuit and actually informed us that anybody in the pursuit can actually terminate the pursuit if they deem it is too dangerous or unsafe or the driver is not um, driving with due regard for the public and putting the public in danger. Okay. But uh, let me just clarify my question. When your department has a pursuit, does the supervisor assign themselves or get assigned to, I guess, supervise the pursuit? Yes, they they monitor the pursuit. Um, we can have we can have a total of three vehicles in the pursuit, two patrol officers and one supervisor. Uh, by the way, can we talk about how fucking stupid that rule is? I get the idea <laughs> that you don't want a train of cars chasing. I get that to an extent. You know, you should yeah. have people. As long as your department allows for like uh, paralleling, I think that's fine too. But what if mm-hmm. you're chasing a car with like six guys in it or four guys in it? Wouldn't you want more than two cars, three cars? Absolutely. Absolutely. Overwhel- if you have the manpower overwhelm, I 
I, I know why Absolutely. they have those policies because I've been in pursuits and my pursuit policy was two cars. I've been in pursuits where there's cops for like fucking city blocks chasing a car. I guess. Yes, right. But right. let's, let's, let's kind of, you, you get, you start getting into that OJ Simpson LAPD. Yes. Pursuit. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. But I think more than two cars, that's a side note, yeah. not relevant to the case. Well, so, we've updated since then to where it's three cars or more if necessary. It's not our hard line that we used to have. Okay. Okay. That's good. Still not your turn. But so at the, the time, up, of but the I appreciate pursuit, the info. At the time of the pursuit, we were operating on the former policy. Okay. So, is would it have been unusual for a supervisor to get on the air and ask for speeds, or was that? Like, would that be something unheard of? Uh, no, the the supervisor often, at, at least the supervisor we had at the time, he will often monitor the pursuit like a supervisor should. If you're not giving out your speeds, they'll ask you what your speeds are. If he was, if he, if you, if you don't give out, you know, traffic conditions, he'll ask you, you know, location, all that. He's a he's a pretty solid supervisor. Okay. Okay. So potentially. The question of speed may have come up maybe a few moments later if you hadn't have asked. Yes, sir. Twat Waffle, do you have any objection to that answer? Knowing who the supervisor was? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. So potentially, moments after he asked, it, it was likely that he could have asked the speed. Correct. Okay. This is... This is an interesting case. Before I make my final decision, I'm going to give you guys both a chance to make a closing statement and try and sway me. Twat Waffle, go ahead. Uh, Your Honor, uh, I just want to mention that um, the car was not, other than the speed, um, he was driving in his lane, um, mimicked a professional driver. Um, He was not reckless or, you know, all over the road. Um, trying to think. Was this a super trooper scenario? Like, I got you good, you fuckers, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, you boys like Mexico <laughs> kind of thing. Could it have been another cop? <laughs> it could have. It absolutely could have. Okay. Um, another um, agency, which will remain unnamed, um, ended up making, finding the car, and making the arrest on all uh, four suspects that were in the vehicle. And um, the gentleman got his vehicle back. So at the end of the day, the citizen did get his property back. Um, Was that the same night? Yes. They picked it up immediately after we terminated with their helicopter. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you have more to add to that? No, no. All right. Salty Balls, your statement. Your Honor, with the totality of the circumstances, we had no idea if the vehicle we were chasing was absolutely the correct vehicle that the individual stated was his stolen vehicle. The vehicle was not entered into the National Crime Information Center. It was stolen, and the license plate had not been confirmed. The speed... And asking of the speed did not violate any policy whatsoever. 
and ultimately would have ended up being asked anyway if I had not asked at all. So I rest my case. There. Okay. So the judge has uh, many facts to consider here. This was not as uh, clear as when I first cacad at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, the issue here is is Salty Balls a blue falcon for asking your speed on a pursuit? Now, when we examine that a little further, he didn't know where you were, wasn't sure where you were at. In a perfect world, would it have been better for him to say, hey, where are you? Yes. The speed thing is kind of a blue balls moment. <laughs> but when I, I take in the totality of all the circumstances, why you're allowed to pursue, what your supervisor would have done. God, this is tough. Because I do. I do want to call you a blue falcon for asking that because... <laughs> You, you gave the supervisor no choice. However, it probably was going to get terminated anyway, is kind of the sense I get. If the supervisor did what he normally did, you just maybe you terminated it 30 seconds earlier. Ah, hmm. uh, boy, that's a tough one because the cop in me. <laughs> The cop in me wants to call you a blue falcon so fucking bad. <laughs> so bad. But the uh if I'm I'm thinking clearly about this, I get it. You know, you're concerned about your buddy. You want to know where yeah. he's at. You know, you're probably Absolutely. not you weren't thinking like oh, I'm trying to fuck this dude. You're trying to find him, kind of thing. Yeah. Where I just, love I, pursuits, believe me. In in the moment you blurted out something stupid. But also with the knowledge <laughs> that it was probably going to be discontinued anyway, um, it makes me want to not call you Blue Falcon. And I'm going to be a fucking bitch about this. I'm going to flip a coin. A coin will decide your fate. Okay. I like that. 50 uh, 50. I like it. 50 50. That's the proper way that uh, that court should be solved as a coin flip when they're just not sure. So yeah. I have a, uh, I actually have a ghost patch. Um, coin it's a drinking coin there's a free plug and the blue <laughs> side says beer and the red side to, has abraham lincoln for a shot salty balls <laughs> ensure the defense on this uh you pick blue or red well i'll go with blue since it's possibility i'm a blue falcon okay if it lands on blue you are not the father. I mean, you are not the blue falcon. <laughs> All right. It is blue. You are not the father. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's going to agree with that or not. Oh, they're, they're not going to agree. Your Honor, no. can I make, I'd like to make a comment? Yeah, go ahead. This is a sad day for the blue falcon justice system. <laughs> <laughs> I will be appealing this decision. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we need to have a Supreme Court Blue Falcon Court. Oh, we should. I'm so fucking conflicted on this. Um, <laughs> because, like, the cop in me is like, why did you ask that question, you dumb fuck? <laughs> but knowing that your supervisor was going to call it off anyway in, like, 30 seconds probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if he, even him like asking where you're at, which I think is a valid thing to ask if he can't find you, especially mm-hmm. with the exit, the supervisor is probably going to pay a little more attention now and be like, oh shit, what's going on? And then once mm-hmm. you key up, he might start asking those questions. So, ugh, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel good about this decision. Uh, <laughs> I, here's what. Uh, are you ready to appeal? You're going to appeal this? Yes, I would like. I'd like to appeal this to the Blue Falcon Supreme Court. Okay. How many how many justices are on the Blue Falcon Supreme Court? <laughs> Hopefully, I remember to do this, and I might forget. But when I post this podcast, whenever the fuck it comes out. I will, hopefully the other cases aren't close too, but I will put a poll up with this podcast and I'll ask if Twat Waffle or Salty Balls was, or if 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 Salty Balls was the Blue Falcon and that will be the Supreme Court. So if they say, yes, he's the Blue Falcon, <laughs> then it, then it, my ruling will get overturned by the people. Does that sound fair? I like it. Yes. I like it. I, I think Court that's of public opinion. I'll win there. Yes. Yeah. You know what I might do, which might be, you know what I'm going to do that might be smarter. I do the podcast reviews on Instagram. I think more people, not everybody sees the polls on the, on, and nobody, not everybody can vote depending on the platform they listen to. So let's do Mm. this. I change that. The court of appeals will be the uh, Instagram poll. When I do the review of the podcast a couple days after it comes out, I will put a poll on that and that will be the court of appeals. Does that sound fair? Sounds fair. Okay. Well, this was a, a whole lot of fucking fun, man. I, if I could do these fucking cases yeah. all day, that's all I would do. I wouldn't even fucking interview people anymore. I just fucking do these cases. Yeah, all right. this was that's awesome. Fun. This was a lot of fun, boys. Thanks for your time. Up yes, next, oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Up next, the next case, which I think we might have a special guest judge, and we'll be right back. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back to the podcast. Oh, hey there. It's me. I just want to let you guys know about something. On my link tree, I have links to all your favorite poorly made things. I'm going to have a link specifically to the coins and patches with Ghost Patch, my merch with Spring, and a couple other things. We're going to have Fit Responder on there. We're going to have Officer Privacy on there. And of course, we're going to have RTI Training. If you're going to go sign up for class through RTI Training, use the link in my link tree. And it helps me out a little bit, and they know that I sent you. Check out my link tree for all things poorly made. I'll be updating it as new things come up. Going forward, the link should be on the description of every podcast. And, of course, uh, find it on my profile on Facebook and Instagram under Poorly Made Police Memes. I want to talk to you guys about the Thin Line Rock Station. You've heard me promote them over the last few podcasts. It is music for first responders by first responders. I love listening to it. And not only do they play a great variety of music, they have the request line. You can request stuff. They also promote police businesses, and they also promote police charity. And a portion of all their proceeds goes back into the police community. So if you're like I, you want some good tunes, great variety, go check them out. Again, that is a Thin Line Rock Station, and I'll have a link in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. All right, boys, ladies, gentlemen, theys, thems, whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Here is case two of the very poorly made police memes police court. Might be the final case of the night. I'm not sure. I'm actually the defendant in this case. I was challenged by a 
former guest of the podcast. He went as the great Squirrely Dan. He has now changed his name like Prince to the great Hambino. He is challenging me. We're going to talk about some DUI stuff. Saul is going to sit in as judge today. He's going to be running the show. I expect, Saul, that you're going to fucking do a better job than I ever did on the on the poorly made court here, Blue Falcon Court. First of all, that's the honorable Saul, you fuckface. And yes. <laughs> yes. Hambino, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So before uh, before we get into the podcast, I mean, before we get into the, the court case here, <laughs> real quick, unrelated, real quick, unrelated to any of this, I posted a meme tonight. It's uh, if you want to go back and look at it, it's the 24th of July. And it was a repost of a meme I did about two years ago. And it is uh, Steve Carell. And he's saying, I'm going to take a nap. And I something about a toaster bath is the joke. I, I think I said something about when your wife asked why well, you're bringing the toaster to the bath. And it's because I'm going to go take a nap. I like dark humor. I know a lot of you like dark humor. I know some people are very sensitive, understandably. And we've lost officers to this. I, I understand, you know, suicide is kind of a taboo subject in our world. But I, I got a message right before we started recording this about how I was an asshole for posting something like that. And uh, it was very distasteful. And I pointed out to this person, I made the meme two years ago when I was ready to take my car through an oak tree. And it made me feel better. People cope differently. And I don't know, I guess if you made an argument, like maybe you should cope like that, not in public forum. I don't know. Let's be honest. Of all the fucking horrendous shit you see on Instagram every single day, that's it. Or maybe my fucking feed's fucked up. I don't know. But that's that's nothing compared to the fucking horrible shit that I laugh at on Instagram every single day. So I'm not advocating that or telling people it's okay to do that. But when I made a meme like that, Really, is because I felt bad. It made me chuckle. And I know there's other people out there that go through a hard time or have gone through a hard time. And maybe we look at these kind of things and we fucking kick it square in the nuts instead of being afraid of it. You know, is it not talking about it? Is it not bringing it to the forefront? Yeah, it's a little fucking dark. I get it. But I don't know. I just don't think we tiptoe around things personally is the way I look at that. Now, there's always lines in the sands about that. Saul, I know you had kind of a, a side rant on that, too. So I have I have two side rants. Side rant 1A is whoever was mortally offended by that joke and felt the need to write you and say that you can't comment about an entire genre of topics because they find it personally offensive, I would suggest that she go take a toaster bath and shut the fuck up. That would be the first thing. That's my Gen X therapist coming out. The is that too much? Too hard? No, I, I loved it. It made me warm and moist. Okay. Like get over yourself and fuck off, you narcissistic twat. The entire world doesn't revolve around you. Grow a pair and shut up. That's one A. One B is <laughs> as uh lawyers all have list listservs for their specialties, and so uh, on a listserv for the entire state I practice in, there's several hundred lawyers on this listserv and we share ideas and strategies and something. And some lawyer on the other side 
did something stupid and I may have made a comment that if I had made that argument, I would just go ahead and lie down in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody responded to that. It's always an old white woman, right? Like it's never anybody who's actually been in any sort of peril or anything. It's the fragility of I've never been in danger and I'm offended by everything and I'm going to champion every bullshit cause no matter what. So this woman actually responds to me on a listserv with like 400 lawyers and says that um, it's insensitive and that suicide affects so many families and that for me to even comment or joke about something like that diminishes their struggle. And I was like, I made a joke about lying down in traffic. Go fuck yourself. But that's the world we live in now, where people are mortally offended if you say anything even remotely relating to anything. It's just the victim complex thing run amok. So, yeah, whoever sent that to you, the court rules that you can go fuck yourself. Thank you, Your Honor. Yeah, I... Yes, obviously that is a thing that's near and dear to me, and I think all of us have been affected by that. Obviously. Obviously we have. It's not good. But does you know, I don't know, and maybe this is a weird fucking analogy, but it, so you just kind of like lie down and take it and don't say anything or tiptoe around everything. And I'm sorry, anybody that's ever told you like you need to tiptoe around those things, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You need to fucking grab those things by the fucking balls. <laughs> all right. And here's the other thing. At the end of the day, it's a fucking joke. Okay. It's a fucking joke. It made me feel better that day. Plenty of people thought it was funny too. And here's the the thing. I'm not I'm not gonna always do stuff that you think is funny. If you feel the need to send me a message every time I make a meme you don't think is funny, your life is fucking awful. Okay. It's it's a thing, all right. There's there's things that p- other people that I think are great pages post, and I'm like, eh, didn't really like that. Doesn't mean I think they suck and I need to fucking send them a message. We can't win them all, all right? Let's fucking calm down. Give your balls a tug, you fucking tit fucker. Hold on a second. There's a guy that does that a whole lot better than me. Give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. You guys ready for court? I am, Your Honor. I'm not Your Honor. You're fucking challenging me, you dipshit. Solly, take it away. All right. The great court of the state of... Ooh, thunder. Sorry, my dogs are going nuts because it's thundering outside. But the great court for the state of poorly made police memes is coming to order. I'll take entries of appearances from both sides on behalf of the, we'll call it the prosecution, the great Hambino. Present. You got to say your name, man. You got to introduce yourself to the people. The great Hambino is present. Thank you. And for the defense? Uh, Lenny is here for uh, poorly made police memes, sir. And just for visual imagination of the millions of people out there, are you wearing your stupid fucking A-point hat in court? I absolutely am, yes, sir. It's professional. Okay. No hats allowed in court. Take it off. Fuck. All right. So, since this is your dispute, the great Hambino, give us a 30-second brief recitation of what the issue is we're here to fight over today. Uh, yes, Your Honor, I will gladly give you my recitation. Um, 
my issue with Lenny over there, the great master of the poorly made memes, uh, is that he repeatedly insults my beloved SFSTs by calling them such derogatory names as the hokey pokey uh, and saying they're stupid and pointless. And my argument is that they are not and that they are a very valuable investigative tool in fighting those pesky drunk drivers. All right, Lenny, is that an accurate version of the dispute, at least? Yeah, it's accurate enough. Okay, so here is what we are going to do first. In order to give context to the arguments that are going to come forward, let's do this. The Great Hambino, can you give us a summary of your expertise and experience with regard to SFSTs? Uh, with pleasure, Your Honor, with pleasure. Uh, I am a, let's see, a seven-year practitioner of the mystical arts of the SFSTs. You just say uh, fucking practitioner. Uh, Your Honor, please interrupting my, uh, my, my summary. Could you please object to that? I object! Well, you're not practitioner. First of all, counsel, you object. I just rule on whether they're sustained or overruled, but that would be uh, sustained. And Lenny, shut the fuck up and let him finish. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. I appreciate it. Don't you know, thank me for ruling on your objections, counsel. Just go on. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, let's see, where was I at? Um, a seven-year practitioner of the mystical arts of the SFSTs. Uh, I teach that as part of the new hiring process at our department. I've uh, been to every DWI school you can except SFSC instructor, and I'm a certified drug recognition expert. <clears throat> that, is that good enough, Your Honor? That is. Thank you. And Lenny, what is your background with SFST, sir? Well, Your Honor, I was a dumb beat cop for several years in my training in the academy. I went through the SFSTs and a wet lab. And throughout my eight and a half years on patrol, I did, I don't know, five-ish DUIs per year. We also had a DUI unit where I covered those officers very frequently and witnessed them do the hokey pokey. And so that is why I am an expert in this issue. I object to that slander. Oh my God, this is going to be a long court case if nobody knows how to use legal words correctly. <laughs> I was I was um, just thinking, I was like, a, this is going way more professional than usual here. Your Honor, I object to insulting my um, intelligence. Thank you. <laughs> so, we recognize that both parties have training and experience in the field of SFSTs. The court is certified as well, so hopefully we can direct this in a normal, somewhat fashion. So, with that understanding of your backgrounds for the millions of viewers, um, poorly made police teams, Lenny, you have done approximately one DUI every two months. Would you say that's about the same rate you've done on Mr. Hambino or at a much higher rate? A uh, much higher rate, Your Honor. I've done approximately 150 over seven years. All right, just checking. All right, so the way we will proceed is that each party can give their opening statements, but we're going to change it a little bit. Normally, you can't argue during opening statements, but screw it. We don't have that much time. Argue. So we'll do this. The Hambino will go, then Lenny will go, and then... 
Do you guys have witnesses? No, Your Honor, do not. Your Honor, I don't have witnesses, but I do have exhibits. Okay. So what? let's do this. Let's do a modified. We'll do your argument. And then if you have exhibits, do them during that time. So since Hambino has the burden of proof here, he gets to go. Then Lenny, you will go. And then the Hambino gets to do a rebuttal. Everybody cool with that? Okay, so we're not actually doing opening statements, Your Honor. We're just going to fucking jump into this. Is that what I'm getting here? Yeah, because you guys have no witnesses. So we're just going to smush the entire trial into your argument and go from there. I love smushing. So <laughs> it is the case that supports that is people v. smushing. <laughs> so we will thusly smush the entire process into argument slash exhibit slash witnesses slash whatever your expert opinions are on the topic all into one giant burrito of love. So with that understanding, Mr. Hambino, what is your argument for the brilliance and wonderfulness of the SFST? Uh, your Honor, I, I would like to argue that the SFST is a very, very powerful and valuable investigative tool uh, in the art of intoxicated driver enforcement. Uh, I object, Your Honor. Your Just Honor, saying. my hand slipped. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, I, I would like to... The jury uh, will disregard the sex assault comments. Go on, sir. <laughs> Your Honor, they will for always ever. Those comments will always and forever be with me. I'm, I'm scarred for life now, but I will continue. Um, I would like to argue that the defendant's statements of let's just do a PBT and move on with it are, in fact, invalid when it comes to investigations. Uh, the SFST allows you to gather so much more evidence uh, for your prosecution, as well as with the growing rate of drug driving in this country, the PBT is useless in that in that matter. Uh, the SFST allows you to actually be able to prosecute people for using things such as, you know, the state of Colorado's lovely uh, devil's lettuce that they're so proud of, as well as various other substances that are not the alcoholic variety. Um, well, let's do this, Mr. Hambino, because we'll attempt to make this actually somewhat educational as well for those out there that don't have the same level of experience. So if you can explain to the jury what the PBT is and when it is or is not useful before we move forward. Yeah, no problem, uh, Your Honor. <clears throat> PBT is a handheld breath tester. The P stands for portable, which means you can carry around easily. Um, it's, you know, for field use roadside use for when officers want to get a breast specimen for somebody they suspect is under the influence of alcohol. Um, it's accuracy varies as the defendant can attest to his attempts to use it on his show with varying degrees of success. Um, and so it, it's, it can be useful for helping to gauge a person's alcohol level. However, the number may not be very accurate it also might not reflect the, the person's, the suspect's full level of, say, impairment or drunkenness. <clears throat> so two questions. Well, let me just narrow this down a little bit. One, to your understanding, sir, is the PBT admissible in court? 
Uh, no, most of the time it's not. Does the PBT pick up, and you alluded to this, but let's just be clear for the jury, does the PBT pick up anything other than alcohol, meaning will it pick up any intoxicants, opiates, anything like that? No, alcohol only. Final question, just to clarify for the jury, is what happens if you give the PBT prior to doing roadsides and it comes positive for alcohol? Um, it's just extra information. Um, you can, it indicates that there is alcohol present in the suspect system. So it's extra probable cause to support it. Um, typically they're done after SFSTs. However, there are some occasions where officers do do it prior to that. Depends on agency policy, state law, varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Okay. Thank you for explaining that further. Now go on as to why Lenny is a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Your Honor, I don't know how much time we have. Uh, that's that's quite a lengthy preface. Um, let me see where was that. Uh, let's see. So if we're say we're going to stick with the PBT example, right? Uh, the number that it provides might not be or might not paint the full picture for a person's impairment. Say they're a uh, you know, a frequent imbiber of the corn wine or or the uh, spicy water, as we'll call it. Um, they may have a higher tolerance than somebody who doesn't frequently imbibe. Uh, so maybe the number, you know, might not reflect the level of impairment. Uh, and so the SFSTs can help with that. And vice versa, you could have somebody with a very low BAC, according to the, you know, the readout on the, the PBT, but they're falling down drunk. So the number may say, yeah, legally they're not intoxicated. However, you know, Becky's over there, been over the car puking up all the um, strawberry vodka she drank tonight. <clears throat> and so it just it helps add context to the number on the screen. And as we alluded to earlier, drugs. So which are becoming, oh, go ahead. Let's counsel. Let's stick with alcohol for a second. So are you saying that a Practicing hardened alcoholic might be at their daily functional level at a point one, whereas a teenage girl who just did some shots before going to the Barbie movie might be fall over, face down, drunk at a point oh three. Yes, Your Honor, that is correct. So it's somewhat relative or subjective, so to speak, to the person. Would you agree with that? Yes, Your Honor, that's correct. So what you're saying is the the field sobriety test helped clarify, independent of the number, what the actual level of impairment is. Would you say that's fair? Yes, sir. Okay, please go on. Yes, sir, Your Honor. Um, would you like me to stick with alcohol or continue to the drugs as well? Well, let's Your stick Honor. with alcohol for now because drugs are different. You know what? Never mind. I'm out of turn. I'll yes, disregard. sir. Disregard. I'm sorry. Yeah, you are out of turn. Time, so sit over there and shut the fuck up. We're educating the people. <laughs> yeah, are you sure about that? Okay? <laughs> yes, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. All right, so stick to alcohol. What it we'll talk about SFSTs as it relates to alcohol impairment, independent of numbers you might get on a PBT or an intoxicant. Yes, your honor. So for those that are not, you may not be 
may not have gone through SMSC training or not familiar with it. What it is, it's a divided attention test. You give the suspect a series of instructions they're supposed to follow, body positioning, how they're supposed to move, how they're supposed to stand, which a sober person would be reasonably able to perform with little or no difficulty. And an impaired or intoxicated person will display, display all these different clues. And there's a you know, certain number of clues for each of the three tests. They've all been uh, scientifically validated to, to have a reasonable high degree of accuracy. They've all been uh, studied under field conditions. There's been multiple major studies done on it. And the test has up, been upheld for the last almost 50 years. Um, and it's been used countless tens of thousands of times um, to get a lot of lot of drunk and impaired people off the roads. Um, <clears throat> and so with with how heavily contested uh, DWI cases are, as as your honor can attest to, um, the SFST can give it, you know the average officer on the street a wealth of, of extra evidence and information to help strengthen this case and make sure that you know the people suspects get convicted for their for their we'll say indiscretions <clears throat> and if, if you are proficient in it and you, you practice it and you know what you're doing there's so much valuable information that you can get from the field the field sobriety process Okay, so let's we'll break it down there and then we'll transition to drugs after that. We'll do it in two parts. So with that, Lenny, you've had to be quiet for a long time. I know how difficult that is, for you, sir. If you can please explain <laughs> to the millions of jurors out there why you think this is hokum, if you will, or nonsense or chicanery. So real quick, may I ask him a question? No. Don't, isn't there a rebuttal? Can I fucking ask the witness questions? <laughs> Your Honor, respectfully. He's not a witness. Make your... Oh, my God. Make your argument. If we need to clarify it, I'll ask him a question. What's your argument? Okay. Here's my argument, good sir, is I want to be clear to the people that I am well aware that PBTs are not admissible in court. And part of my argument involves better technology and frankly changing the way the courts work because i i do realize that this is not europe and frankly i hate a lot of things about europe but this might be one thing where they're right we have a lot of officers every year getting hit by cars now i don't have any official numbers on how many of them are doing roadsides but i think we can all agree on the side of a road is not a very safe place for the the officer to be let alone the, the, the subject. So I think taking less time on the side of the road is good for everybody. <clears throat> Furthermore, uh, may, I, may I enter and exhibit uh, information for, for the people? Uh, as you get to your exhibit, the court will take judicial notice that you believe that expediency trumps constitutional rights, but go on. I'm not done with my argument. There's a lot of arguments, Dick. You put one hand in, you put one hand As you can out, see, you one Your Honor, hand in these instructions are very you confusing. Okay. 
on, on that note, this, all jokes aside, Your Honor, um, <laughs> the instructions are somewhat confusing. The court will take judicial notice that the court did the hokey pokey at the roller skating rink as a child and then in the seventies. But go on. He's old. Um, Your Honor, the instructions, the maneuvers themselves are a bit confusing. Oftentimes, I've seen sober people confused by the instructions. Oftentimes, I've seen officers fuck up the instructions. I've seen officers fall off a step while giving the instructions. I think it's an antiquated process. And, Your Honor, you brought up rights. I'm not arguing we take away anyone's constitutional rights. You have a right not to do the SFSTs. You have a right not to do a PBT. And in my system, which will never happen, I'm, I'm just being very clear here, this will never happen because there's a whole uh, DUI lawyer complex, thanks a lot, Saul, for this type of stuff. They would never let it go away. They would fight till the end of the earth to let it go away. That's the honorable Saul. The honorable <laughs> Saul. Because they make too much fucking money. It's not about public safety, okay? It's too much money is being made on these DUI cases. And I I think, you know, uh, the great Hambino brought up the point that we're, we're getting convictions off of these cases because of that. I don't think so. I think we lose a lot of good drunks because cops fuck up SFSTs. I don't think they're the great investigative tool that everybody makes it to be. That is my my belief in seeing this. Now, as far as the PBT goes, I should have made notes because I'm fucking all over the place. Well, this let's is not look going good. down there a second. Sir. Will, you, will you explain to the, the millions of jurors what what is your proposed system? You alluded to it, but what would your proposed system be? Here's my process? proposed Here's my proposed system, and I'm basing this off the state where I was a cop, okay? In Colorado, you could ask somebody to do roadsides. It is completely voluntary. You cannot make anyone submit to that, okay? What I would replace that with is a PBT, the same premise. It is completely voluntary. You do not have to submit to the PBT, and the, everything's exactly the same after that. You still go back to the station. You still get on the official, you know, intoxilizer or whatever you use and get a, a proper readout. The only thing you're changing is the removal of the hokey pokey on the side of the road, Your Honor. That's it. Because I would argue. So are you saying actual roadside maneuvers themselves are form over function and what's the point why not just get a breath reading and go from there yes and, and i'm not advocating taking away anybody's rights because there's still a system in place in order for me to take somebody out of a car well you can take anybody out of a car pennsylvania versus mims but if i'm going to take somebody out of a car generally i what have if a it's pretty a, good idea what if it's i'm sorry uh, you broke up what did you say said, what if a baby? Are you yeeting the baby out of the car? Counsel. I'm I may pepper spray the baby out of the car, Your Honor. That's an old reference. Okay, there. fair enough. Go on. If you know, That's you know. Throwback, yeah. yeah. So I'm not That's the case of people v. Texas, but go on. I'm I'm not advocating taking away people's rights. I'm just saying there's a better way to do this. And when I've taken people out of the car, generally, you know, you know who's gonna if you're a cop, you know a drunk, okay? I'm not saying knowing a drunk is enough to, to arrest them on a DUI, but you usually have driving. You have 
what they're doing in the car, the fumbling, the slurred speech, the smell of alcohol. You get them out of the car, they still smell like alcohol. You can observe their emotions and how they act getting out of the car just the same. And then instead of doing the hokey pokey on the side of the road, it's all then you simply Whoa. ask them to do a PBT, which they can refuse. And that brings you to the same decision you would have if they chose to do the SFSTs. You'd have to make the decision. Okay. I'm sorry. I misspoke. That brings you to the same decision you'd make if they refuse to do SFSTs because you'd have to decide if you're going to arrest them on a DUI or not. Sure. Are or maybe you can find out how extra drunk they are with doing the SFSTs. I just I don't think it's necessary. I think we're act, adding extra steps to this. Okay. So with that argument, Mr. Lloyd, how would you address the issue of if they are huffing on the Satan's lettuce or other intoxicants that are not alcohol? How would you account for that in your PBT only system? Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Okay, no. Actually, there's something that's uh is a new thing that's coming up. It's called a Sotox. Did I say that right? You you might be familiar with this, Hambino. The Sotox Sotox a mobile test system provides the portable technology. Uh, this is off their website, but it's it's a thing they're working on that potentially could solve this issue for us. And and your Honor, if are I are you referring may, to an out of court document that has not been admitted into evidence? Oh, fuck you, fuck you. So Do you know what we call that, sir? Oh. Hearsay is not everything we've said here. <laughs> you have this not laid the proper up. foundation for that document. It is hearsay. Do you have any exceptions to the hearsay rule for admitting that? Um, that I'm a fucking retard. Is that a the court? court will also accept your mama? Hey, if you just say yo mama, that will no hey. as to me, not as to you. Oh. R.I.P. Yo mama. <laughs> I was about to say too soon, too soon. Okay. Too soon. Hey, the court we? will allow it. Okay, it, Your Honor, just just one more quick point, and and I, I quickly alluded to it, and I say one more quick point, but I'll probably go on some fucking wild ass rants, but. I, I do want to say, and I mean this sincerely, that DUIs, drunk driving, is a huge problem in this country. 13,000 people die in alcohol-related deaths every single year. Probably hearsay, too. I looked it up on Google before we did this. It's not – it's bad. you know. A reliable uh, source. Go on. Very reliable. I, I've seen some studies hearsay again. One out of three deaths, traffic deaths, deaths has something to do with alcohol. It is a big problem. But here's another big problem. And I don't think we're talking about this enough. Officers, either they've been burned in court doing the SFSTs, they're not comfortable, they don't do them enough, again, because of this hokey pokey bullshit. I think some officers let people off the hook or do something else with a case to prevent them from driving to not convict them or go after, I'm sorry, not convict, but to not pursue a DUI charge because the whole process is kind of weird. You know, there's no other call that we do this kind of stuff on. I think if it was a simplified system with a PBT, it's we're dumb. Cops are dumb. This makes it a lot simpler for us. We don't have to worry about these fucking crazy steps on the side of the road. It's a, a much simpler system that I think would lead to less traffic deaths because cops would be not as afraid to fucking go out and do them. 
because they're uncomfortable with doing the SFSTs. Just for the jury, you alluded to another system or machine that's in development, but I think cut you off with nonsense. What uh, Can you explain a little more what you're talking about there? So it, I, I actually heard about this. Did for you the say first... there's a system for detecting drugs? It's a what? Did you say I... it's a system for detecting drugs? Yes. So I heard about this from a officer on a podcast that was just before this one, which obviously you guys haven't heard. But it's a portable test that supposedly in minutes uh, it's an oral fluid analyzer that can detect up to six different types of drugs from cannabis to cocaine to prescriptions. So with this, did you first of all, court has two clarifying questions. One, did you say oral fluid on the record? I said semen on the record mixed with oral fluid. Just checking. And is the name of this device commonly known as the Hunter Biden detector? Uh, that doesn't work, according to the FBI. OK, just checking. Go on, sir. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, I and I'm full transparency here, Your Honor. I'm not trying to hoodwink the court, so to speak. That is a new technology that's still getting the kinks worked out. But we put a man on the moon. I think we can get this fucking rocking and rolling at some point in the near future and make our roadways safer. Okay. Anything further you'd like to add, sir? Uh, no, Your Honor. All right. Great ham You have the burden of proof here, so you get the final word. What is your rebuttal to the arguments raised by Lloyd? Well, Your Honor, um, first off, I would like to uh, agree with with Mr. Poorly made that yes, it is an officer safety issue uh, doing SFSTs on the side of the road. Um, however, there are ways to work around that. There is numerous case laws and even the SFST uh, training classes say that you can move the suspect to a safer location. I've done this numerous times, uh, nearby parking lots, side roads where there's much less traffic. Uh, you're able to bring that that suspect a short distance away. They're not under arrest, nothing like that. You're just moving them from point A to point B, similar to like a Pennsylvania v. Mims type situation for to do the testing in a safer location. Also, if the weather's bad, like it's raining or snowing, same thing. You can move them to like a covered area, do the testing. So, trust me, this this officer has been in some pretty hairy situations roadside very cognizant of the safety issue. I frequently move people a short distance away, noted my report, you know, the suspect was moved to this location prior to testing due to safety concerns, blah, blah, blah. It's done, we move on. Um, and then typically you can have, you know, most of us, the exception of like the little three, four man apartments, you know, we typically have us, can have a second or third officer with us. They can, if you can't move, Traffic can be blocked off a little bit more. There's ways to work around it. <clears throat> um, I also would like to agree with with uh, Lenny over there that yes, the fucking lawyers screw everything up, Your Honor. Uh, too much money. <laughs> the system is rigged, <laughs> and I advocate the court that. objects. <laughs> but noted, <laughs> overruled. I continue. 
<laughs> Damn you can't lawyers. roll on your old own objections, counsel. I wouldn't object. You objected, Your Honor. I objected. You ruled on the objection. You don't have the authority to do so. But go on. Take <laughs> my authority. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yes, the system is frequently rigged against officers, as Your Honor himself has attested uh, in previous recordings on this podcast how he screwed an officer out of a conviction uh, on a Hail Mary pass by his own admission. Anyways, um, I advocate the exact opposite, that yes, there are officers out there who stumble through their words, who don't, who are not proficient, and why should we bring the system down for officers who are not willing to bring themselves up? That's my argument. Anyways, um, when done correctly, it's a it's an excellent visual tool for the jury to see because yes, there are frequent signs inside the car when you're moving the person out. But as we all know, you know, jurors are very visual nowadays. They want to see nice, you know, shiny pictures and videos, and they want the CSI, you know, enhanced to one million times X, but with perfect clarity. And so the SFSTs gives us that opportunity to put a show on. For the jury, I frequently tell my rookies most of what we do is is police theater. Um, so we're putting on a show essentially. However, even though it's a show, we're there's a lot of evidence we're getting at the same time. Um, there's been many times where I've had a person stop and I'm talking to them, and it's not immediately you know, hey, this person's drunk. It's like a minute, two minutes, three minutes in the conversation. You're like, oh, okay, hang on, I'm starting to see something. And then, you know, it may not be very obvious when you're, when you're talking to them when you first get them out of the car, but then when you have to tell them to stand a certain way or walk nine steps and turn around, they walk 15 and turn the wrong way and do all this other stuff, it becomes very obvious for anybody watching that eh, this person's fucked up. <clears throat> it just it, it gives us the opportunity to put a show on for the camera so they can be seen later on. Hold on a as second. Can as- I ask him a question? I'm going to ask him a question. Sorry, Saul. Hey, have you ever seen someone fail SFSTs and then blow zeros? Actually, yeah, quite a few okay. times. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, That's point all. of point of point of clarification, Your Honor. Point of clarification, Your Honor. Uh, you do not pass or fail the SFST. It's an assessment tool. You're looking for clues. There's no pass or fail. That's a pet peeve of mine. That um, is like fucking troopers and accidents object. and collisions. <laughs> the same thing. It's the same thing. It's a fucking the court. The court just threw up in its mouth a little bit, but go on. That's fine, Your Honor. I won't say he'll the court is actively die. choking down. Standard field sobriety test. Test. Not standard sobriety assessment. Standard field sobriety test. Test our pass or fail. It's, Eat it's my not ass. A <laughs> Ooh, maybe later. Uh, a little hot sauce on it. We'll talk. Um, it's not a pass. I believe fail. that would also be a pass or fail proposition with the analingus, but go on, <laughs> Mr. Hamby. Anyways, what I was trying to say was yes, I've had people fail. Yes, or we'll, we'll use the, 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 you got me fucked up. We'll use Lenny's term of fail the SFST and still blow very low or even zero. And that's where the drug part comes in. Typically, that's you've got mixed substances in there, and that's where a DRE evaluation comes in. 
and pretty much the majority half or so of the DRE evaluation is based around the SFST and some other sobriety tests. So for clarification for all the young ones out there that might not know, how does DRE differ? Are you using the same SFSTs or are they different with regard to the DRE aspect? So, okay, DRE, which I think, I think Lenny's already had a DRE on his podcast, DRE episode, but just kind of going to a little more DRE is a, is a higher level. It's the highest level like DRE off, or a DWI officer uh, that's, that's out there. It's a very long, uh, intense process. It's like a month straight long school. You've got, you know, field, you've got to go through field testing with actual intoxicated persons in the jail. And there's all this classroom stuff. You learn how to take blood pressure and vital signs because different drugs react differently in the body. Um, the majority of our physical testing is the SFST. However, it's modified. Um, the actual SFST is the same, but how we do it is different. Um, it's done in a slightly different order, and, and it's done, you mix in some other standard, uh, non-standardized tests, like a lack of convergence test, a modified Romberg test, and a, a um, finger-to-nose test. And it's all the same clues, all the same actual instructions. However, we actually have a sheet where we're documenting all the things we did wrong and it's documented in a very specific way. And you take that with all the vital signs and all the questions and medical questions you ask and you, you're trained to look at the size of the pupils and we take pulses and you put all that together based on your knowledge of what drugs cause what and then you say, okay, most likely this person is under the influence of this or more than one substance. <clears throat> and that's not done roadside. Right. That's typically so any for Okay. So with that understanding, any more arguments on behalf of the great Hambino? Uh yes. Uh one final point. Let me see. Um, believe it or not, doing SFSTs has actually caused me to not arrest uh certain people uh who were either maybe borderline or uh maybe i thought were impaired and once i run through the testing i'm like oh no they're, they're really not i was seeing something else in one particular case uh i had a gentleman run a stop a red light in front of me and talked to him and uh he openly admitted he drank 11 beers right before i stopped him and he had textbook perfect SFSD, zero clues of intoxication. Um, this dude was, I mean, you tell he was intoxicated, textbook perfect SFSD. I was thoroughly impressed and arrested him. Instead of for DWI, I arrested him for his outstanding warrants and several traffic violations. So I had to cut him a break on that. So I actually have used it to not arrest people. You just let a right. fucking Any professional drunk go. Did you PBT him? The PBT would have known. <laughs> it was. Uh, it well, was he may not impaired. Drunk. He may have just been at his. Yes. He was at his baseline just to keep from shaking. It was. Any honestly, further arguments, Lenny? Honestly, yeah. he thought it was his baseline. Slash Lloyd, slap lover. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Your Honor, I'll, I'll I'll keep it brief. I I've. 
I, I think I've made my points very clear <laughs> on, on why I believe what I believe. And I'm good with the DRE stuff. I'm good. Those tools, you know, may have their purposes. I think officers can still go, go do that stuff, but that's just not something accessible to every beat cop. And I think long-term for the betterment of this country and safer roads, I think more officers would be much more comfortable removing the hokey pokey and going to a simpler, safer system. Yes, PBTs aren't perfect. That's why you still rely on the other things you would look at to make a DUI arrest. And that's also why we would still rely on the, you know, depending on your state, a blood draw, urine, a uh, intoxilizer, whatever you've got in your state, that would still be, you know, that would still have to happen. And that may change your mind down on the line there. But I, I, I believe, and again, I, I, I want to kind of punch myself in the face saying this, it works in Europe. It seems like okay. I think it could work here. Okay. Again, I I hate myself for saying that, and I almost want to strike that from the record. But I I'm going to stick to my guns here. I I do think that the hokey pokey is preventing more DUI arrests because I think officers that are uncomfortable with it, and you know maybe no, I'm not going to make an argument for you. Fuck you, and. I think we would get more DUIs. I think we get more drunks off the road. I think it would be a whole lot safer. And hopefully, you know, uh, another cause is we put a lot of lawyers out of business because everybody hates those DUI lawyers. They have the worst commercials on TV. That would just be an added plus to that. I got nothing for that. All right. So here's what the court <laughs> is going to do. Both sides have made coherent, cognizant, wonderful arguments. And here's what the court would suggest. The court is going to delay ruling what? in the matter of Hambino memes because the court is not in a position to make a ruling on this matter. And what I would humbly suggest is at the airing of this episode that I'm going to order the defendant to put up a poll. Oh, but I already have a jury poll on of this. our. Okay, peers. you know what? That's okay. All right. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Okay. Okay. As to okay. whether or not SFSCs are complete bullshit and a waste of time, or they are a highly useful tool. And I would just be curious after listening to the arguments of both sides where the jury comes back. Okay. Is that agreeable with both sides? I will agree to that, Your Honor. <laughs> On one condition, Your Honor. Oh, Lord. I just want to know. I'm what not fallacious, but the court will not do that. I, I just want to know what you think. All right. So we, will, we will now go off the record on Hambino versus memes and await the jury verdict. They will be discharged to reach their verdict. With that understanding, yeah, I was going to suggest we chat about it anyway. I definitely, I think both sides have extremely valid arguments. Can we all agree that DRE and the guys who really focus on DUI, it's a fucking art and a skill. Can we all oh, agree to that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I yeah. want to get rid of that. Be I, and I don't want to get rid of that completely. There, those guys oh. need to still exist. But for the dumb people, well, not the dumb people, but just you know, you're an officer that has a different specialty. Because mm -hmm. I think we all kind of take our own things hey, and hey, run hey. with it. I'm still a dumb B cop. Okay, I do all okay. the other stuff too. <laughs> okay, but there's other officers on your department that do shit better than you. They know more in different areas, right? That's what makes a good sure. department is you have sure. guys that can do different things. 
I'm saying yeah, to, like if you're not there to come fucking hold a hand for a DUI, it might be nice to have a simpler system, you know? True. True. It or instructing you were you were talking to the dude from France, right? That was like laughing at SFSTs like they're the biggest waste of time on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Which planet. struck me that I'm like not wrong. I mean, it's so much form over function and fucking voodoo, right? Um, <laughs> he called himself yeah. the mystic arts. He's everything fucking Doctor trying- Strange doing these. <laughs> it is I mean, weird. everything you're trying as you have to show they're impaired, which is the problem because somebody can mm-hmm. have alcohol on board and not be impaired. Yeah, it's but at the same time, it's go ahead. I would say it's highly subjective what impaired is. It's different person to person. Yeah, like, so you miss two steps, heel to toe, because you're nervous on the side of the road with 100 cars going by you and rubbernecking you. Does that make it more or less likely that you're impaired? I mean, I think there's an argument to be made there both ways, right? Sounds like an argument a lawyer would make, but yeah. Or you're wearing high heels. It's fishnet night. I mean, there's a million different <laughs> things that can happen. I will Damn. tell you, having tried a bunch of DUI cases, and we would go after the divided attention maneuvers mm-hmm. and pick everything apart, and it gets overly complicated, and I've had yeah. beat cops step into shit and get nervous and completely screw their cases on the stand. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And, and so that t- happens for sure, but... And typically what I do with that situation is I hit them with a kill with kindness, right? I give them every opportunity. You want to put different shoes on? You want to change your shoes? You want to do it barefoot? I, I go into detail with it. Kill them with, I let them do it two or three times. Hey, yeah, man, but you're, you're not, you're not everybody, everybody though, bud. True, but I, I try and teach everybody that, that, that like I train or that I work with. I'm like, hey, look, take an extra five minutes. Kill them with kindness. They want to put different shoes on? Let them put different shoes on. They want to do it barefoot? Let them do it barefoot. So that's that's one way you can mitigate it. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say there's a drastic difference, and it's fun to watch somebody doing their hundredth cycle of performing those tests with the suspects versus somebody who's doing their first ten, and it's fucking painful because they're trying so hard. Oh, remember the six thousand steps to not <laughs> fuck them up. That yeah, like you're not, you're not wrong. The entire point. Yeah, you know, it's a lot to remember, and if you don't do it a lot, you lose it like any other skill. And there's been many times where I've been the back of Foster, and I'm like, just like, oh, I want to take over so bad, but can't do it. Got let him, got let him spread his wings and fly. On and that I, note, I, oh motherfucker, the mm-hmm. delay's killing us tonight. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got there, bud? I was gonna say that's why I got so good at it. Is because I fucked up so many times at the beginning, and I was embarrassed by how badly I screwed up. And I said, "I'm not doing that again." And when I got cut loose, you know, I'd only done one or two in training, and the, the one I, I screwed up so badly it was terrible. And so my personality was, "I'm not gonna let that happen again." And so I was like, "I'm getting cut loose. All of a sudden, I'm getting all the DWIs." It's like I'm gonna learn this and learn it right because. I don't want to be that cop on the hot seat getting laughed well, at and, and mocked. And, and you have the right disposition for it. And I don't want to take that away from you. And then the, the people that are really, truly good at it and passionate about it. But a lot of people would be like, 
that fucking sucked. I'm avoiding that like the fucking plague, which is wrong, but it's human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're like, yeah. I don't want to do that fucking DUI. I fucking I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking I don't want to arrest this guy that I shouldn't or, you know, I don't want to fuck this up in trial and people avoid it. I didn't like a, a DUIs, but I also knew yeah, I, I wasn't like you. I didn't go out and like get crazy as far as learning them better. But, you know, I also knew that if I avoided them, that was fucking wrong, too. But, yeah. you know, I still didn't feel super great about them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's one of those that you have to work on. And and I would argue that, and this is what I teach like people I train and work with, that if you do get good at them, you do get good at giving the instructions and, and, and observing what the person's doing, it makes you such a better investigator. Just overall. Like, because you're more attuned to details, you're better at multitasking and, and, and you know, doing all that at once. Um, it just makes you such a better, better overall officer and investigator. Well, boys, it's late. So, you guys alluded to something time. that I... God damn it, oh, I want to go to sleep. Go ahead. So, I was yeah. just going to... So, go ahead. It's I fine. was just going to do it real quick. Because you guys yeah. both alluded to it, and I think it's something important for everybody to understand i'm sure it's not a surprise but i haven't tried a dui in probably 20 years um but you know back when we were doing criminal law we used to laugh a lot at the dui guys because there are people who make a living on learning every single nuance of the intoxilizer and certifications and how you can try to beat a breath test and they really dig into all the sfts and everything else and you can tell who those people are, but you weren't kidding. There are people that make very lucrative careers out of just doing traffic in DUIs, and they're not touching one of those cases ever for less than either a five or $10,000 retainer. They're not touching them. Um, and they're cranking out a ton of those every year and just killing it and making bank. That's why they're doing it. Um, what annoys me about every lawyer on TV is they act like they're in it for the good fight or whatever. At the end of the day, it's all about fucking money and DUIs are easy to make money off of. And the other problem is most states, like if you beat a DUI, good for you. Cause usually there's a lesser impaired that's impaired to the slightest degree that has almost identical penalties. So it's fucking pointless. You beat the DUI. Okay. They're still going to get hit with almost the exact same penalties. So it is a bit like most lawyer things, overcomplicating the shit out of stuff, and you keep raising issues because you get paid by the hour to fight them. And that's just a sad reality of what our system is. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, dragging the case out over years and dozens of motions to, uh, was it delay? Time never made my case worse as a defense attorney. Nope. No, it does not. I've had... I think I have a DWI case right now that's been reset six times. Yeah, six times. Yeah, something like that. Well, on that note, I I need to go to sleep. That's the that's going the to Home Depot fault. tomorrow. I got to go to Home Depot. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond. I got big day. Bed tomorrow. Bath and Beyond. Big big big, so, big day. I made that joke. Last weekend to a friend of mine who's a, a fellow cop, I ran to him at Lowe's and I made that joke. He just looked at me like, "What?" I was like, "Never mind, forget it." <laughs> I've been uh, making a joke for a long time about wanting to see homos naked, and finally somebody <laughs> picked up on it the other day. 
the Joe Dirt Joe reference. Dirt? I was so the happy Dirt, to hear right? that. Yeah, yeah. I watched that movie a lot as a kid. It's fucking hilarious. Well, on that note, thank you guys. You're my uh, sister. You're my sister. <laughs> you're my sister. <laughs> she was so fucking hot in that movie. Yeah, she uh, was. I think this is the final case. So you guys know what to do when uh, when this podcast comes out, like the following. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at this. But in the following days, there will be a poll before the next podcast comes out. So look for that on Instagram. I'll I'll probably mention that. I'll try to mention that on Facebook and Instagram that day. Like, hey, go check out the poll so you can vote on this so we can get because the first case I think I actually deferred on because I couldn't decide because I'm a bitch. And then Saul deferred on because he's a bitch. So <laughs> you the people are gonna have to solve these cases. Hi. So if you guys <laughs> if you guys Damn want judges, this, uh, if you guys want these to continue on Make sure you are hitting me up to do these cases because I will literally fucking do them anytime. They're fucking hilarious and they're a lot of fun. They're different than what we usually do. And then, uh, you know, all the good stuff. Take care of the fine sponsors of the podcast. Go buy some fucking merch. And make sure that you're taking care of your brothers and sisters and helping them out when they need help and not letting anybody suffer alone. And it's okay to share fucking dark meme, you dumb bitch. You're still messaging me. With that said, remember, I am right. Hambino is wrong. Vote for me. And I love most of you. Bye-bye. Okay. (laughs) Okay.